This is your morning routine. Put some respect on my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh-huh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, now, David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Welcome in to the Captain J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We got Shane, we got Johnny, we got you for a three-hour ride. We'll open phone lines for you at 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our phone number. Good morning, Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Thanks so much for watching the show and all the shows here on ESPN Chicago. And Cap, you know, it is... If I'm Ryan Poles, the general manager for the Bears, and we're going to have Shadow No Shot coming up at 8 o'clock, but I just want to point this out. And I think we were saying this in Indianapolis before we had Ryan Poles on. I said that if I'm the general manager for the Bears, I want to do everything I can to impress. Impress George McCaskey, impress the Bears by saying, hey, I'm in, in this chair. You have trusted me to be able to shepherd this new era of Chicago Bears football. Man, I'm going to do whatever I can to be able to make a splash. But, if, but after talking to Poles and as as calm and as reserved as he was and very forthright with the answers that he gave us, it's almost like he's in a golden hammock with the Chicago Bears where it's like, yeah, I got five years. If we do well, they'll tack on years, but we're going to do this, quote unquote, the right way. I just know me, man, hey, they're going to put you in the morning. Morning? Oh, God. Good morning. Welcome. And that would be me, right? Because I don't want to just slumber in just like, well, I got the position now. Let me slowly morning, deal Jeff. with the little sports. How are you? Yeah, okay. no. Good morning. How are you? Uh, Kaplan, uh, Hood, uh, on a, a Friday morning. Like I, I, You would say, this guy awake? What's going on there, right? Right. No, no. I mean, they've given me this opportunity, this great opportunity, right? This valuable real estate working with you in the morning. And so, obviously, every moment, every segment, I'm not going to take for granted. So, the same thing with polls. I think if I'm in that position, maybe I'd be too jumpy. I want to be able to do what I can. Like, hey, they want me to be able to turn this franchise around. Well, here I go. But maybe polls sees a bigger picture down the road. This is his legacy. Truly. When they write the Wikipedia 10 years from now, Ryan Poles, executive VP, Chicago Bears, general manager, blah, 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 has presided over two Super Bowl winners, da, 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 drafted X number of Pro Bowl and all pro players. It will all start now. And so my question to you, Shay and I have, you know, debated this for a long time. I want him to build it the right way, not the fastest way. And what does that mean, the right way? I want him to fix the O-line, the D-line. Yeah, you need receivers, you need all of that. But I don't care how many games they win next year. I truly don't. You say that on March 10th. Yeah, you keep telling me I'll have you know my blood pressure up when they have lost four in a row in October. Well, Cap, I know you. And the audience knows you, too. It depends how they're getting there. Stop. Stop. 
you're a Bears fan like I, like I am. We're meatball Bears fans. Even though we understand the process, we still don't like the way the Bears lose games at times. We just went through this this past season. You and I knew what the season was. Yes. When others were telling us eight, nine wins, you and I were saying, yeah, they're not going to make the playoffs this year. They will underachieve. And when they start plucking away at the veteran players and they left you with Mar- Smith-Marset and St. Brown and, and, and a whole bunch of no-names on the defensive line, you and I knew what was going on. It still didn't stop you from being upset and disappointed. Yeah, because I, I like my team to win, and it's a lot more fun. Yeah. To A, do this show, and B, I was doing the post-game show. A lot more fun. To come on, Bears lose, 49-29. Yeah, whatever. But if I said to you, the lion's share of the draft capital he gets in this massive trade or multiple trades is in 24 and 25. Yeah, he got some draft capital this year. They picked up a compensatory seventh-round pick yesterday as well. He makes those deals. They finished 6-11. and Justin played better. Boy, we just we got to get these kids some seasoning. Because you're going to drop 21-year-old kids up against men. Yep. Men. It's different. It's totally different. If you told me at the end of the year, wow, Justin took another step. Yeah, they lost some tough games. They had some injury. They went 6-11. and 11, But they got three picks in the first round. Sign me up. Rather than, wow, they actually got to 8-9 and nine or 9-8. Nine and eight. Didn't make the playoffs. Didn't make a run. But boy, they traded for DeAndre Hopkins. He's going to be 33. Looks like he's slowing down. No. Playoffs? I want the other one. I want him, if it takes him two years, two more years. And I look and go, wow, we've got this young top five offensive line. Wow, their defensive front seven looks really, really good. Boy, we're get the best corner in free agency two years from now. Wow, looks like we've got this thing rolling. I will keep my blood pressure in check. Well, no, that that last part is just not true. Uh, so we'll just we'll strike that from the record. That's not happening. Brought to you by Aiken Law. We'll strike that from the record. Three one two six million for the great Howard. Yeah, so side my ball, yeah. and we'll strike that from the record, Your Honor. Correct. Um, so there is a big difference between being a bad franchise and rebuilding. There was a time where we saw rebuilds, but that was during the times where newspapers were relevant, like before the online, before the internet cap. There was a leisurely pace mm-hmm. about life, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. You got your five or six channels. You got your newspaper. You got your country time lemonade on the porch, and you're just spending time with the family. You know, just playing uh, board games and going on, going for long drives. Life was simpler back then. Ah, the Bears didn't win. Ah, we'll get them next year. But you know, in 2023, especially when the Bears are over our shoulders on these big screen TVs every day, and people are wondering about the Bears every day, the pressure's on. What you're talking about is you're okay waiting a couple of years for the Bears to get to where they need to be. And I understand that, too. I got that perspective. But you know that the pressure's on. That's why I, that's why I opened the show the way I did, talking about how polls do you jump in with both feet. Like, oh, I'm the general manager. I need to do something. I need to do something with my hands. <laughs> you know, I got I to gotta be able to try. Because we're guys, right? We want to be able to build something up. Right. It's like when we were kids, building up Legos just to tear it down and build something else, right? Same thing with that Ryan Poles. 
You want to build something. So we're, you're talking about a leisurely pace where it's like, yeah, you know what? And they kick, take a couple of years, a couple of draft picks, kick a couple of draft picks down the road. But what do you think the general audience thinks about that? They want it yesterday, Cap. When, when, but you and I have the perspective of saying 23, after the 23 season, don't expect a lot. But 24 and 25, now you should be talking about the playoffs. Correct. But does everyone have that perspective? I don't think they do. Well, our friend Justin, who calls from Dallas, does not. Right. And he speaks for a lot of fans. I want to win. I'm tired of this. I don't want them to trade big-time draft capital to get a 32-year-old wide receiver. I don't. I get it. I want a young, lean, mean football team. And if that means i got to wait another year before I feel like, hmm, roster looks a lot better, I'm okay with that. Can't wait. I can't. We get out of here, Bart. No one's talking about the Jets. I, I just I think that the Lovey Smith era was very similar to that too, wasn't it? Camp Hamstring when everyone got hurt. Remember that first year? Yeah. Because he says, "I want you guys to be lean and mean." As we know that Alex Brown story very well, don't we? Alex Brown is on. His wife is from Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Carrie. Yes. And they're in Puerto Rico visiting her family, and they're on the beach. And Alex has a Corona in his hand, and his cell phone ring. Hello? Yellow. Alex. Coach Lovey Smith, your new head coach. Hey, Coach, how are you? I'm great. Welcome and good to be with you. What do you weigh? I'm at 280 right now, Coach. 280. Mm-hmm. I need you at 260 in a month when we get to minicamp. Excuse me? They just fattened me up. Mm-hmm. Because Dick Duran wanted like Ted Washington yeah. and Keith Trailer. Yes. Like he wanted big fat guys. Yeah. Some run stoppers. And he said, yeah. No, no, no. I need you at 260 when you get here. Mm-hmm. Alex said, He literally said, Okay, coach, I'll be there. Hangs up the phone, sets the beer down, says to one of his sons, Let's go for a run. Put the beer down and started running that day and lost. He said, I wasn't quite at 260 when camp started, mini camp, but I got there. Mm-hmm. He's yes. in great shape to this day. And so I guess we tell that story just to say, you know, when the Bears want to start over, they knew that when Lovey's got the job, he says, okay, we're going to be a strong defensive team, but we're going to be fast, sideline to sideline. We want to be the team to be as fast as Erlacher, sideline to sideline, right? Because you want to be able to have that speed. You want to be able to knock the ball out. So at that point, I can remember a reimagining of the Bears. But now in this iteration of the Bears cap with Ryan Poles, now, you just said the possibility of the Bears being able to get picks. You said 24 and 25? 24 and 25. And it's uh, first round picks? First round picks. So if let's assume it's Carolina. Yeah. Some people think it's Carolina. Mm-hmm. Let's just random. It's Carolina. We want the number one pick. We'll give you number nine this year. And then we'll give you our 24 and 25 first round picks. Mm-hmm. Well, you're kicking the can down the road now. Because all of a sudden, you're not picking at one. You're picking at nine. You're still going to get a really good player. Mm -hmm. Let's say they gave you their second round pick, too. Okay. Get another very good player. But you're getting two first rounders that are not going to impact this year's team. I'm okay with that. Because next year's draft is believed to be stronger, certainly at the quarterback position. So if Justin doesn't play well, hmm, 
I've got the draft capital to go get what I need to get if I'm not picking at the top of the draft. Cap, all I'm telling you is that this is a different time than it was 30, 30 40 years ago, where the Bears fan, the average Bear fan, says, well, it's not going to be this year, it's going to be next year, somewhere down the line. Do not try to outsmart the room, or as I say, outdumb the room, by thinking that for sure, when we get to the draft next year, we'll be able to get the players that we want. You, I, maybe there is a projection at House Hall where they know what they want to do next year mm-hmm. and positions they want. I, I, maybe there is. All I know is that you're in the here and now, and you should do something about it by getting the best draft capital possible. This, I mean, I don't know what deal that they're going to have for that first-round pick, but it's something that they have to think about because... I believe in incremental success. Kicking the can down the road is the Cubs over the years. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the White Sox over the years. Like, uh, you know what? If we're just uh, around 500, they'll still come through. You know, we don't have to worry. With the the Bears, I think to the average Bears fan, kicking the can down the road means do you really care? And I I believe that they do, but just to the average 9-to-5-er that just says, is my team getting better or not? Correct. That's a, that's, I mean, that's a big deal. I just am not sure people are willing to still admit to themselves just how bad this roster is. Well, we were close against Philly. Well, we were close well. against... No. It's a bad, bad team. I, after sitting with Ryan Poles, yeah. I really like that dude. I understand, Cap, but I, but I, I want to make sure I'm hammering this point home. In 2023, it is very difficult to tell the average Bears fan... Don't worry about it. Just preach patience. If we get picks down the road, we'll be fine. It's a different era, man. There's pressure on the Bears every day from television. There is. And on this station. Correct. To get better yesterday. Correct. But I think people will buy in like they did with the Cubs. If they see, oh, you know what? I do see the framework of the house starting to go up. Yeah. Yeah. I do. But you, but it better pay off, though, Cap. Oh, there better be a payout. Like, White Sox fans are still waiting. Hold on a second. You traded Sale and Katana and Eaton and this one and that one. And they haven't got their payoff. But if you get your payoff, you'll look back and go, that sucked for about three years. But boy, oh boy, are we good now. So, sounds like Ryan Poles is kicking the can down the road. Do you have the patience for a multi-year rebuild? So, let's open the phone lines on this. Cap and I gave our thoughts. What about you? 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. We're testing your patience this morning, not because you're on the roads, but because of the Bears. Do you have the patience for a multi-year rebuild with this Chicago Bears team? Right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Uh, uh, oh, my God. <laughs> Captain J. Hood. So good. Weekday mornings at 7 here on ESPN 1000, streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Glad to have you in here on this Friday. My friends, the weekend is here. But we're talking to you about the Bears, 312-332-3776. Oh, by the way, we have a special guest today. That would be White Sox General Manager, Rick Hearn, 9 a.m. Courtney Cronin is going to talk football with us at 835, but Rick Hahn is on with us at 9 o'clock. Looking forward to it. So, uh, as a Sox fan, I have plenty of questions for uh, Mr. Hahn. So, I look forward to the conversation. 
right here on the home of the White Sox, ESPN 1000. 312-332-ESPN-332-3776, our phone number. We're asking the question. Uh, so it sounds like, and again, all of this is rumor and innuendo, as we like to say, right? This is what it is. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Ryan Poles could be kicking the can down the road. Do you have the patience for a multi-year rebuild? Just check in your patience this morning because, to me, Cap, in this society, and I'll just, we'll use Shea as an example, right? Young guy, wants it yesterday for the Bears. And you can understand because he looks at his dad or looks at his older friends and family and seen decades of ineptitude. And this generation doesn't have time for it. This is why everything's urgent on the get-up and first take in all these shows. Why isn't this team good? Those shows don't have patience for time, rebuild. Why aren't the Knicks good? Now, then when the Knicks win a few games, they're the best team ever. Eh, we can't have those violent swings as a fan. But that's, that, that's today's times. Yeah. And that's why people up in Lake Forest have made it clear. On and off the air, Ryan Poles is here for the long term. Like Shay and I always laugh, we go at it about it. If they go five and twelve this year, and then could happen, they very easily could mm-hmm. happen. And then next year, huh, they only won six games. He, he's ready. Get out! Right. You can't keep changing front office and coach and redo everything. You can't. Yes, and by the time that the Bears get to Arlington Heights, you hope that they are a perennial playoff team with a new head coach right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN 1000, as we go to the phone lines to talk wow. to you. Well, I'm just saying, the way things move slowly in this state, <laughs> I don't know when that new stadium's going to be built. That'd be unbelievable. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no idea. Three Welcome one- in, 20. 20- 36 Bears in a new stadium. <laughs> I mean, yeah. seriously. Yeah. All right, let's go to the phone lines and talk to you in downtown Chicago. Here's Wayne on ESPN 1000 with Captain J. Hood. Good morning, Wayne. Hey, how you guys doing? How you doing? Good. So I think you're underestimating the Bears fans. We, um, since Monty Smith, we haven't had a decent coach. We have a new team, a new quarterback, a new coach, and we have more than happy to be patient waiting on this Bears team to come around. We are Bears fans for real. And we are in, we are blue, and um, and so we're ready to go. I think that you can speak for yourself as a, a Bears fan, Wayne. I don't know if you speak for the entire fan base. Now, I guess the overarching opinion is, boy, we've waited so long for another uh, Super Bowl championship that I guess that we are a patient bunch. Because it's not like... There's, it's not like scores of people leaving Soldier Field like, you know what, we're not going to the games. The only time you see those empty seats is when you know a coaching change is coming. Like, Correct. Wait, third year of that? Fourth? Okay, we're not going. And then the McCaskey C, hmm, there's some empty seats here. All right, we're, we'll make a change. Where's, what about the no-shows? Right. Because if you, this, the tickets may be sold, but there's nothing like the no-shows on, on national TV. Oh, teams don't want to see that. They want you to show up, even if the team is underachieving. But if you don't show up, uh-oh. In the NFL? Correct. Look out. Correct. So, 312-332-3776 is our phone number. I'm okay if I see progress. That's what I got to see. Incremental progress. And I think Ryan Poles would say to you, well, you should see progress. I mean, I think it's, it's prudent to look at it and say, Cap, it's going to take a few years. Have you seen our defense? Yeah, we, have, we, we have so much focus on Justin Fields. That defense, I still can't get o- over how bad that was. But then I have to understand, 
Or was where's the talent on that defensive line to get to the quarterback? It just wasn't. All these no name guys that we saw on there, or and I know that sounds harsh, but it just like I didn't see Pro Bowlers. So that's fair to say that they were Correct. just guys. Just guys. I remember the first week in the rain, <clears throat> Dominic that's a fine. Dominic Robinson got got a dollar. Can you probably change or I do. Dominique, right here. Dominique Robinson had what? Two sacks the yeah. first week. And there's my dollar right there. Bernie'sBookBank.org. There you go. Take that, Darren. Um, uh, and everyone was writing, oh my God, the Bears got the steal of the draft. Did he ever get near a quarterback again? No. We, too, we put too much hype on him. Right. Like Jack Sanborn. Right. Oh. Right. They need a lot of talent, but I'm okay if I see progress. I'm okay. In uh, Nixa, Missouri, listening on the ESPN Chicago app is Kevin on ESPN 1000. Hey, Kev. Hey, guys. What's up, great, man? Great, great show. Every morning, my son and I, when I drop him off at school, we're listening to you. We love it. We appreciate uh, you. Transplant. Thank you, Kevin. Grew up in, yes. Grew up in Rock Falls, Illinois, and moved out to Missouri, raising my son to be a Bears fan. Nice. I was just so, I was just through quick. there. I was just through there during the Missouri Valley uh, Conference basketball season, going to uh, Springfield. Nice. So I, I, I was just through your town quickly. Yeah. Random fact: Nixon, Missouri. There's only one Nixon in the whole U.S. If you watch any of the Jason Bourne movies, it's very odd. Uh, Odd movie, and I think the second one he says, "Where was he born?" And they say, "Nixon, Missouri." So that's our claim to fame. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> love it. Home of Jason Bourne. Yes. Hey, just a quick question: We, uh, with all the draft capital, we think we're going to get, and as Cap said, we're maybe looking at another six-win season. Do you think that provides a safety net to polls, or if he does have to draft a quarterback, not you know this year, but the next year? Is Justin Fields on a little bit of a short leash with that, or what do you guys think? What does I, I think that's a valid point. I truly believe that he Ryan said to us, "I've got to see more. Mm-hmm. Love him, got to see more." That wouldn't surprise. Would that surprise you if the Bears had a rough year next year and they said, "Yeah, we're not ready to pick up fifth year options and all that. We're going to see what we do." And they traded to get the draft rights to Caleb Williams. Or Drake May? I would still be, well, I'll tell you what my opinion would be. I'll tell you now what my opinion would be. I would say, boy, they're thinking about moving on from Justin Fields. Again, where's the talent around him for him to get better? What if there was a a guy clearly the number one pick in this draft? What if Trevor Lawrence, Mm -hmm. Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning, like pick the guys that came out and went top of the draft? What if there was one of those guys in this draft? I think Poles has taken him. I will I, I will go back to what you said about coaches and that you cannot just keep changing coaches like you change your underwear. You can't. Same, well, same thing with the quarterback position, too, though. That's true. I, I, unless, unless it's a guy like Zach Wilson, who I did not believe in from the beginning. I thought he was overdrafted. And I know you got to wait three years for that, but, Shay, when I saw him in college at BYU, I'm like, that's the number two pick in the draft? Him? It's like, I don't see that. And now they're going to that could that guy could be third string. I could see the scenario of Rodgers and White one two on the depth chart for the Jets and 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 Wilson out. I could see that. 
Uh, yeah, I always knew Zach Wilson was going to work out. I, I do want to push back a little bit on the moving on from coaches point. Just, and not to say that they should already do that. I don't think that at all. This really isn't even anything to do with Eberflus or Ryan Poles. It's just, can't I make the argument that stability is the result of success and not vice versa? Like, I think stability for the sake of stability, a lot of times you just marry yourself to guys who aren't good. There, there's a guy that grew up in the Matt Millen era. Correct. That was a long time that he was running that team into the ground, man. No, but I, like I just, I've got perfect examples all over my my life as a fan where I have seen guys run teams for eight to ten years and be bad the entire time. Like I don't think stability for the sake of it is good either. I think if you made the right hires and they're successful, then you keep them around for a very long time, and stability is the result of that success. I don't think stability comes first. What do you think of that? You have to show more patience, though, in allowing somebody that you believe is really good at his craft to fix what ails the team. Okay, maybe Nathaniel Hackett was a bad hire in Denver. Maybe. They got rid of him awfully quick. But you can't keep changing all the time. You can't. All right, more of your phone calls on the Bears coming up. Also still to come this half hour, we will get a chance to uh, talk about baseball. Is it about to have a renaissance? There's some numbers that suggest that maybe baseball is coming back to the forefront on our sports pages. We'll discuss that and more as we move forward here on the Cap and J. Hood Morning Show on Chicago's Home for Sports. Here's today's headline with Cap and J. Hood. Good morning, Chicago. ILL. O-U-S-E. Illinois, they were eliminated from the Big Ten tournament last night in a 76-73 loss to Penn State, their third time being beaten by the Nittany Lions this season. Former White Sox pitcher Carlos Rodon, who signed a $162 million deal with the Yankees last offseason, was placed on the injury list yesterday with a forearm strain. He's going to start the season. He's going to start the season on the I.L. Kenny, Williams, your thoughts. We saw something. And finally, (laughs) (laughs) we saw something. Remember he said that about Sergio Santos? Sox fans are like, how do you trade the closer? He's great. We saw something. Correct. And finally, Northwestern will start their uh, chase for a Big Ten title today as a two-seed in the conference tournament. They will take on Penn State tonight at the United Center at 530. Jay Moore. Cap and Jay Hood are back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7 here on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. ESPN Chicago app, by the way, that's where you can find Basketball U with uh, Tyler Aki and uh, Shay Norling. They'll have their show on Sunday mornings during the college basketball season, but check out the podcast. If you want to get ready for March Madness, check out Basketball U, available on the ESPN Chicago app. Don't forget, we got Rick Hahn coming up at 90 minutes. Rick Hahn, the general manager of the White Sox, will be with us at 9 o'clock. Hope that you're with us for that conversation right here on the home of the White Sox, ESPN 1000. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. If you're just joining us this morning, we're talking about the possibility of Ryan Poles and the Bears kicking the can down the road as far as first-round draft picks, Cap. We saw something about that right before the show today. We did, that he... Yeah, he wants to do something in this year's draft, obviously, a lot. But he also wants 20, 
four and twenty five draft capital to set the team up for long term success. Well, if you're getting twenty four and twenty five picks, obviously you're getting less in this draft. So if you trade out a one and you get a good package, but it's twenty four and twenty five is two really really big parts of it. Are you okay with that? I am. Say that now, Cap. And I think you actually. I believe that part is true. I believe you are telling me the truth when you say I'm okay with trying to get more draft capital because you've seen um, other teams do that. This is where the Lions are right now. They're able to stockpile first round draft picks, correct, to get to where they are right they now. They got two more this year. Mm-hmm. The Eagles are picking tenth because they were able to make some astute deals. But you're not good with the losing. No, I don't want to go two and fifteen next year. I don't. Mm-hmm. But if you told me they went six and eleven, it was a more abundant year. But wow, we got like four dudes that look like they're going to be really, really good rookies. I'm okay because I think it's building a future of sustained success. South Elgin here's Scott on Cap and Jay Hood. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, boys. Happy Friday. Happy, Happy Friday. Friday to you, man. La la la. Uh, I got my father-in-law turned turned eighty yesterday. Congratulations. Birthday celebration. He's coming in from the land that time forgot, Dixon, Illinois. Yeah. Jaws is premiering there this weekend. (laughs) He and his fiance are coming in. Uh Stay at the house. We're going to have two really good dinners. So it's a big family weekend. Excited. What do you have, Scotty? All right. So now we've got Cap's family history out of the way. Um, So I'm just giving you a hard time, Cap. I know. I love you. I love you. so I'm looking at the kind of like what the Jaguars did last season. They they turned over roughly 60% of their roster via free agency. Some of their moves got lambasted. Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, people thought they overpaid. Adding Evan Ingram, who was basically basically picked out of New York because he couldn't produce, couldn't stay healthy. And look what happens. They they completely turn over the roster via free agency. Now I know, Jay Hood, you've, you've spoken many times. Yes, the Bears have $100 million. No, they're not going to spend it all in one offseason. But mm-hmm. you can kick the can down the road with draft picks if you're going to add on via free agency. And there's a ton, a ton right. of good talent out there. And I'm totally fine taking Smith and Jigba at number nine. I'll hang up and listen to your guys' thoughts. Love you guys. Have a good Friday. Have a good weekend. Blessed. Thank you very much. Blessed. Absolutely. Blessed. Uh-huh. And highly favored. Thank like you very that. much. Uh, and by the way, it, 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 we picked that can up, by the way. We're not slobs around here, Jay Moore. All right, pick that up. You know, wow. that's, that's worth three cents. Crush it up for me. Throw it in the bag for me. Anyway, so which was a which was a thing at the Hood household, by the way. Yeah, I told you this. My old man like would just you know drink old style, and of course the parties were always like Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. The Hood household. If you're looking for the party, that's where it would be. His friends from work, family coming over, and. Whatever with those aluminum cans, any kind of beer you could think of was there. Crush the can, throw it in the bag. Who was the one dude that used to come over? Mr. Somebody that used to come over. Mr. Andy? Stook? Maybe it's Andy Stook. With with his Bobby Vinton albums? And with somebody, your mom would have coffee cake. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Intamins. Yes. Yeah, she she, she would have the Intamins, but he would bring over stuff from the east side, you see. Yes. And so he'd come over and bring, like, you know, Polish you know, um, you know, fair. Yes. Food, uh, desserts. Galachkis. All that stuff, yeah. right? Now, yeah. I grew up with that because this is what he would come over with. It was one of my dad's friends from the plant. 
Yeah. And he'd come over and it's just like, you know, you got R&B here. You got a little, you got Stevie Wonder, the Motown sound because the record player would be going. You know, you could hear the music from like blocks away. And then Andy would come over. Hey, I brought some albums too. Here's Bobby Vinton. Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> just like, play that here. <laughs> here's some Elvis, some late Elvis. Uh, <laughs> You're like, oh. So good. But, but he was part of the family. So you put it on anyway for him because he liked a little Bobby Vinton, a little stuff from, <laughs> that we would not usually play in the home. But Andy was part of it. So there you go. That's, so we didn't mind that. Mr. Andy. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, hey, Cap, when we were kids, you didn't call people by their first names. The adults? Oh, no. It was Mr. Whomever it was. Correct. In fact, my son, Brett, mm-hmm. we, when we were in North Carolina, we ran into Roy Williams, who I've known forever. Mm-hmm. Dad, do I call him Mr. Williams? No, you can call him Roy. Uh, you sure? Brett's 28. Well. Are you sure? Respectful. Yeah. yeah. Coach Williams. I, would call, I wouldn't call him Roy. He called him Coach Williams. Yeah. What did he call him? Exactly right. You know what? Safe. Right. You don't know how people... And that's why... Today, Cap, I bite my tongue. We had students from Illinois Media School or somebody. Hey, Hood, how are you? You don't really know me as that, like you. Know, Correct. I'm not Hood. But it's fine. It's fine. But it's just like it's just that's not how I was raised. What if they said to you, "Hi, Hoodie, how are you?" That's that happens all the time. That's right. just part of who I am now right. for a long time. But just I was just raised by putting the Mister or the Ms or Mrs on the front end. That's how we were raised until you know them. Right. Then, because you have to ask. In my era, you had to ask, like, okay, is our right to call you by your first name? Right. And even then, I wasn't sure. Correct. <laughs> right? Correct. So, that was all that. Uh, so, when it comes to the baseball, and it's, it's actually appropriate time to talk baseball as the snow starts to come down here uh, in downtown Chicago. So, let's get some warm thoughts in here with a little baseball. And, by the way, and over our shoulder, by the way, Cap, we've got the World Baseball Classic on, so... Is that thing like live sports, live uh, sports to bet on at uh, 7.41 a.m.? Right. Japan has a 13-4 lead over Korea. Base is loaded. Bottom seven. It's giving me pandemic flashbacks. Going back to when, <laughs> when I would bet on the point. Korean baseball organization. <laughs> that we Hoodie and I would have the KBO on. Yeah. Not like live sports in the morning. Right. Absolutely. So it's something for us to take a look at. So, yeah, we're watching that. But baseball thoughts. Saw this from Jeff Passan. Oh, who uh, covers baseball like a blanket for ESPN. He talks about, Cap, the difference between spring training 2022 and what we have now. It's unreal. So time of game, 2022, spring training, so it's not like regular season in September. Spring training last year versus now. Akimoto strikes out. Inning over. And that will retire the side. They leave three. (laughs) Uh, time of game, 2022 spring training, the average Major League Baseball game was three hours and one minute. The average game this year, two hours and 36 minutes. A snappy 236. Runs per game, last year 10.6. This year, 11. Stolen bases attempted per game, last year 1.6. This year, 2.4. 2.4. Batting average on balls in play on ground balls. 2022, a lousy 235. 2023, all the way up to 258. Ball going through. And the strikeout rate down almost a full percentage point. That's amazing. More singles, 
more stolen bases, more runs scored, and 25 minutes faster. That's awesome. All right, here's what I want to check. Here's what I want to check for the in-season for uh, Major League Baseball. Mm -hmm. Let me check one thing is the stolen bases. It's up slightly. Yes, it's up. But will we see someone swipe 40 bases this year, 50 bases? What was the high last year? It was... uh, Wait, bless you. There was there was some no name that we mentioned that was that it was the high. That was was it under fifty stolen bases? Well, we well, mentioned I'm it like a couple weeks ago. I'm looking it up. I, I guess I guess the point is though is that nothing says baseball like more action on the base paths. You talked about how you're getting more the BABIP, the the ground balls yep. up to two fifty eight. Yep. Well, there's no more shift. There's a shift in in college baseball. They're still doing that, but in but in the uh, big leagues, no shift. So the ball's getting through. To the outfield. Okay. The leader in stolen bases this past year, mm, 41 by some dude, John Birdie. That's right. Of Miami. That's right. I don't know. Yep. It's a no name, I said. Jorge Mateo of Baltimore stole 35. Cedric Mullins of Baltimore stole 34. Randy Arozarena of Tampa Bay. Stole 32, as did Tommy Edmond. Your guy, by the way. A Rosarena. I like him. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Bobby Witt Jr. had 30. Mm-hmm. Ronald Acuna Jr. of Atlanta had 29. And Trey Turner had 27. Now, Is there uh, anyone from Chicago on this list yes. at all? Yeah, Tim Anderson, four. All Nico right. Horner was the number yeah. one, 20. All right, coming up, I want to talk a little bit more about this renaissance in baseball where I'm not sure if it's going to be a good thing or if it's going to sustain itself. We'll talk about it coming up next on Cap and Jay Hood. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. I We got shot or no shot coming up at eight o'clock right here on Chicago's home for sports ESPN one thousand on Cap and J Hood. So I see these numbers from Jeff Passan regarding the time of game, the spring training three hundred one last year. Now it's two thirty six. Runs a game ten point six. Now it's eleven. Cap, let me just tell you something. And when I go to a baseball game, I'm in no hurry. Me either. But the younger generation is, and there may not even be just a generational thing. There are. I'm sure people are going, Ugh, three and a half hours. It's too long, too slow. The pace of play, it's not how much time. It's, it gets boring. It gets tedious. But if all of a sudden my best hitter comes up and there isn't a shift, hmm, now we're playing. Let's play baseball. Baseball's trying to retrofit, Cap, something that's never going to be as fast paced as hockey or basketball and that's the point you don't baseball again it is the national ta- pastime you pass the time watching baseball mm-hmm. there's no rush for me i'm talking about just for me younger generation yes you want to be able to grow the sport i have no problem with the new innovations that baseball is trying but i just want them to understand this will never be basketball this will never be hockey you want this to be 236 I'm barely in a buzz at 2:36. The three the three hour games now. I'm I'm fully croisoned. I'm ready to go. I'm an American League fan. That's why I don't have a 
problem with the changes, but also I did not have a problem with leisurely having a fun time watching baseball for three-plus hours. Me either. Being at the ballpark on a sunny day? Businessman special, the old 105? Agreed. Oh, my God. But it's not so much for me. The time, it was the game became tedious. Rizzo would hit the ball right up the middle with the bases loaded, and there's two guys standing right what are you doing over there? I'm all for you saying that they should have banned the, sh- the the shifts should not be there. It was a an adjustment for me doing the UIC game against Northwestern, our, our home opener. I'm like, oh, they're, sh- they're still shifting in college. Yeah, three guys on the left side on the on the infield for the Wildcats. I'm like, but still, thank God our guys are smart enough to hit the other way. Right, <laughs> you know, but, get away from the shift. But, but yeah, you know, Schwarber would hit a rocket. Between the second baseman and the first baseman, there'd be some guy, yes. you know, 100 yards into the outfield. The Romer position. Yeah, like 300 feet, mm-hmm. 250, right at him, fire him out. That's not, I didn't like it. Right. I think that's the most important thing for me is that the ball's going to be able to get through. I like that part of it. Mm-hmm. This whole thing with the time, though, and Theo told us, Theo Epstein came on our program a couple of weeks ago and said, Guys, this will not go away in on Memorial Day like it has in the past. There's going to be clocks in place and to make sure that to the letter of the law, this Bingo. will be taken care of. Right, because usually when they we're going to have a foul called if you put your hand on the guy as he goes through the lane in basketball. Mm-hmm. And after a month, all right, we've kind of set the tone. Now let's just don't call that as much. Right. No, no. He said it's pitch clock is going to be a real thing. I love it. But I think that this is fine, Cap, but there's a bigger issue with Major League Baseball. You can, you can change it. And you can make it a two-hour, 36-minute game. Whatever you want to do, that's fine. But as Shea asked us, he says, this is going to be a renaissance for baseball. You know it's going to be a renaissance for baseball? When baseball players are popular again. That's when it's going to be a renaissance for baseball. The idea that, well, we're going to make sure it's, uh, it's sped up now and they get more runs on the board and no shifts, that's all great for the game. No problem. Mm-hmm. But when are we going to get back to the time where the Major League Baseball guy, the player, is on the cover of Time magazine, where he's, where he's right there, front and center for everyone to see? Basketball's taking over. UFC's taking over. The NFL dominates. NFL is, a, is the top. It's the king of sports. You can't touch it. There's no games going on in... I can tell you, you can see a re- hoodie. Look at our phone lines when we talk football. Zoom, yep. all ten. Yep. Baseball, we get a few calls here or there. Basketball, few calls. Mm-hmm. Football, crazy. That's the, to me. That's the biggest issue, though, Cap. The marketing of the sport. Mm-hmm. You could change the, the all the stuff around the sport, but how can we get the sport to be popular again? Where people and, and people still go into the ballpark in droves, I get that, but it's not like people like, like millions and millions and millions of people are wondering on a July afternoon what Sho- Shohei Otani's doing, or which because it's just another game, it's just another series. Unless it's record breaking, we're coming up. The games are special on the weekends because they were games of the week. You had to watch it. Wow, the Cubs are the game of the week. The White Sox are on the NBC Tony Kubek and Kurt Gowdy game of the week. <laughs> right. Well, right. now there's 4,000 games of the week. What do you deem special in Major League Baseball outside the playoffs in the World Series? And opening day. That's, and that's baseball's problem. You can change everything around it. I, I will never stop loving baseball because it's in my veins. It's what I grew up with. It's what I played. Opening day, I've said this before. I remember having this debate with Black. Mm-hmm. The 
Opening day is my favorite day on the sports calendar. Like I have a, a few, and and I'm not asking everyone to agree with me, but the Kentucky Derby is a awesome sports day for me. Yep. The Masters is awesome. The first two days of the NCAA tournament might might rival opening day. It's close, but man, opening day means summer's here. Even if the weather isn't great yet, I know what's coming. We got. Four or five months of gorgeous, warm weather. All I'm telling you, Cap, is that you could have more singles and more stolen bases and more runs, and then the game could be faster. But what does that do for the ball club that's out of it on July 1st? What does that do for the marketing of the game to get it popular, where people say, you know what? I am going to tune in. I will be locked in all season to my Major League Baseball team. I'm not saying that's for everybody. I'm just saying we see the television numbers and we see the um, so the demographics of the game. And for the average baseball fan to be my age or older, to be 54, 55 years old, that's a problem. You can speed it up. Does that make it any younger, though? Like for you, Shay, you're into all the sports, but for a guy that's been watching a team that's been out of it on July 1st, change everything around it. Doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to go to the ballpark every single game. Well, I might not go to the ballpark, but I will tell you if my team is dead on arrival on July 1st and they're out of it and I know they're not competing for anything, there's no way I'm committing four hours to watch a game. If I only have to give you two and a half, I might be more inclined to turn the TV on. I, I, listen, I look at it like this. It's about competitive balance, which is also is an issue with the sport. All the other, again, Cap, all the other stuff is fine. But this, you know why the NFL is so interesting and why we can have the phone lines lit on football? Because every fan base, for the most part, feels like they have a chance to at least get to the playoffs because of the competitive balance, because of the salary cap. Because in, in football, you know the good organizations. Hey, we know we have a limitation with our salaries, but you know what? Our drafts are, are sharp. Our free agency is sharp. Our coaching staff is sharp. You know, our, our, all the people that are looking for talent, our scouts are, are sharp. And then you know the ones that are not because they're usually in the bottom of the standings. What about baseball? You got the Mets and we got the Padres and you got the Rangers spending through the nose, right? And then you've got Kansas City. And then you got the Marlins and you got the Pirates on the bottom. Why? Won't spend money and don't care about their fans and will and do not want to be in the playoffs. Why? But in football, you always feel like you got a chance. You do. That's why we talk about it all the time. Correct. See the difference? And plus they only play once a week and it's, you know, what's the Bears mantra? One city, one team. Yeah. Like the you're Hawks. a Sox fan, I'm a Cubs fan, but I also don't I cheer for the White Sox. Mm -hmm. But if they're playing each other, I want the Cubs to win. You want the White Sox to win. There's, you know, there's loyalties there. Some people aren't into basketball. Some people aren't into hockey. Everyone's into football. Yeah, and and you always feel like you got a chance. But baseball, hats off to the changes. Now, how about it be competitive for everybody? Agreed. Shot or no shot, two minutes on the home of the White Sox.